Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. I'm a certified and very experienced Law of Attraction life coach, and I help people improve their lives in many different ways, but it's all from a Law of Attraction point of view, which always works. And today I'm going to continue reading from Money and the Law of Attraction, Learning to Attract Wealth, health and happiness and so far there's been some great information in the book and I hope that you've listened to the previous podcasts so you can get in on that information and use it in your life to improve your life in some way. And the book was written by Esther and Jerry Hicks, The Teachings of Abraham and I was listening to Esther Hicks on YouTube today and she was really honing in on the fact that We can't keep focusing on what is and expect what we want. We have to get ourselves more focused on what we want so that what we want becomes our what is. And that can be difficult at times because we're experiencing what is and we're talking about it and thinking about it. But we've got to tell ourselves the better story of what we want if our what is isn't what we want. So it sounds a little confusing, but... It's really just about realizing that what you think about is what you're going to attract. So even at times when what is isn't what you want and you're all caught up in it, you've got to do your best to refocus on what you want. And before I start reading today, I wanted to share a win that I had. And it's really a good law of attraction story. So sometimes I like to get scratch-offs. You know what those are, the cards you get at the lottery And you scratch off the numbers and sometimes you win. And I knew there was a new scratch-off card coming out. So I went to the place where I normally go. And the guy behind the counter said that they had them, but they're not out yet. That he'll put them out later in the day. So I said, okay. And I just got like a $10 scratch-off. And I went back to my car. And I scratched it off. And I did not win. And I was just getting ready to leave. And he actually came outside and said to me that he found room for the new one that I wanted, so if I wanted one, I should come in. And I was just thinking, well, I was just getting ready to leave. I thought, oh, I'll just go in and get it. You never know. So I went in, and I got the new ticket, and I won $500. So that was, yay. <laughs> that was a really good win. But it's just very lot of attraction because I was getting ready to leave, and how often would somebody come outside and try to find you to tell you that they put the new deck in. I mean, that was very unusual. So I was very happy that he told me, and thank you, Law of Attraction. And now I'm going to start reading and discussing from Money and the Law of Attraction, and this section is called, What is My Financial Abundance Story? Abraham says, A belief in lack is the reason that more people are not allowing themselves the financial abundance they desire. When you believe that there is a finite pile of abundance and that there is not enough to go around, and so you feel injustice when someone has more than others, believing that because they have it, others are deprived of having it, you are holding yourself apart from abundance. It is not another's achievement of success that is responsible for your lack of achievement, but rather it is your negative comparison and your attention to the lack of your own desire. 
When you feel the negative emotion that you feel as you accuse others of injustice or of squandering wealth or hoarding, or when you simply believe that there is not enough to go around, you hold yourself in the position of denying your own improved condition. What anyone else has or does not have has nothing to do with you. The only thing that affects your experience is the way you utilize the non-physical energy with your thought. Your abundance or lack of it in your experience has nothing to do with what anybody else is doing or having. It has only to do with your perspective. It has only to do with your offerings of thought. If you want your fortunes to shift, you have to begin telling a different, better story. Many people criticize those who are living well, who accumulate land and money and things, and that criticism is symptomatic of their own lackful habit of thought. They want to feel better and often believe that if they can make that which they are unable to achieve wrong, then they will feel better. But they never do feel better because their attention to lack perpetuates lack everywhere they look. They would not feel uncomfortable in seeing someone else's achievement if that desire for achievement were not present within themselves as well. And that criticism that they often keep alive within themselves only serves to hold them in vibrational discord with what they want. In other words, if someone called you on the telephone and said to you, Hi, you don't know me, but I'm calling to tell you that I will never call you again. <laughs> you would not feel negative emotion about the caller's absence from your life because his or her presence was not something you desired to begin with. But if someone you cared about were to make that announcement to you, you would feel strong negative emotion because your desire and your belief would then be at odds. When you feel negative emotion about anything, it always means that you have a desire that has been born from your personal life experience that you're in right now, opposing with other thoughts. Vibrational discord is always the reason for negative emotion, and negative emotion is always guidance to help you redirect your thoughts to find vibrational alignment with who you really are and with your current desires. And that's the end of that section. And what do you think they mean by who you really are? I think it means source energy, because you could say find vibrational alignment with source energy. And that's what we're always really striving to do. You know, we all have that source energy within us that's always at a high vibration. So when you're in alignment with that, you're at a high vibration, you're thinking about what you want, you're focusing on it positively. But when you're not and you're out of alignment with that, that's when there's discord. And the next section is called, What if the poor criticize the rich? Jerry says, When I was a kid, I associated with poor people primarily, and we used to make fun of those who were wealthy. We criticized those who drove luxury cars, for instance. And so, as an adult, when it came time that I would like to have owned a Cadillac, I couldn't bring myself to drive one, because I felt that people would make fun of me as I had made fun of the others. So I drove a Mercedes because years ago, people kind of thought that they were economy cars. The only way I could bring myself to drive a Cadillac, which I finally did, was to bridge my thoughts by saying, well, by buying this car, I put all those people to work who put this car together. 
I created jobs for all the people who supplied the parts and the materials, the leather, the metal, the glass, the craftsmen, and so on. And in that justification, then I was able to buy the car. So somehow I discovered a process of bridging my thoughts that helped me allow that symbol of success into my experience. And Abraham answers, your process of bridging thoughts is an effective one. When you want to feel good and you gradually find increasingly better feeling thoughts, you are bringing yourself into alignment with your desire and you are releasing the resistance that is preventing your improved conditions. Focusing on opposing opinions of others is never productive because it always causes discord within you, which also prevents your improved condition. There will always be others who disagree with you, and your attention to them will always cause you to vibrationally disagree with your own desires. Listen to your own guidance system by paying attention to how you are feeling in order to determine the appropriateness of your desires and behaviors. There will always be someone, no matter which side of any subject you choose, who does not harmonize with you. And that is why we speak so firmly and want so much for you to understand that your greatest endeavor is to find harmony with who you really are. If you would trust in yourself, if you could believe that through all you have lived, you have come to a place of very strong knowing and that you can trust the way you feel as your personal form of guidance about the appropriateness or inappropriateness of what you are contemplating doing, then you would utilize your guidance system in the way that it was really intended. And Jerry responds, Abraham, in the past our money was primarily coins, metal that has a value in and of itself. Like the $20 gold piece, the gold itself was worth $20, and the silver in the silver dollar had value, and so on. It seems simple to understand the value of the coin, but now our money in and of itself has no actual value. The paper and coins are essentially valueless. I've always appreciated the convenience of money as a way of exchanging goods and talents rather than trading a chicken for a container of milk or for a basket of potatoes. But now our money is being artificially devalued and it's becoming increasingly difficult to really understand the value of a dollar. In other words, it reminds me of my own searching for my own value. How much is my talent worth? How much should I ask for in exchange for the time and energy that I put forth? But now I'm learning from you that we don't have to consider our value in that way. We have only to consider what it is that we want and then allow it in. I'm aware that many people are feeling insecure about their financial future because they feel they don't have control over what may happen to the value of the dollar. Because it's typically a handful of people who seem to control or manipulate that. Many worry that there's going to be more inflation or even another depression. I'd like people to understand what you've been teaching us about the law of attraction so that they won't be concerned with things that are outside of their control, like the value of the dollar. And Abraham responds, You have hit upon something very essential here regarding the subject of money because you are right. Many of you are recognizing that the dollars today just are not worth what they were at one time. But that is another position of lack you very often stand firmly upon that keeps you from attracting the abundance that is yours. 
we would like you to understand that the dollar and its assigned value is really not as important to your experience as you are believing, and that if you could put your attention upon what you are wanting in terms of being and then having and then doing, that all of the money or other means for bringing about what you want could then flow easily and much more effortlessly into your experience. We keep coming back to the same terminology. From your place of lack, you cannot attract its opposite. And so it really is a matter of adjusting your thinking so that your thinking harmonizes with that which feels good within you. Every thought that you think vibrates, and it is by virtue of having that vibrating thought that you attract. When you think a thought of lack, that thought is vibrating at a place that is so alien to that which your inner being knows to be that your inner being cannot resonate with you at all. And the resultant feeling within you is one of negative emotion. When you think a thought of upliftment or abundance or well-being, those thoughts do harmonize with that which your inner being knows to be. And under those conditions, you are filled with a feeling of positive emotion. You may trust the way that you feel as the indicator as to which side of the subject that is really two subjects you are on. Whether it's the subject of money or lack of it, or health or lack of it, or a relationship or the lack of one, always when you feel good, you are in the place of attracting that which you are wanting. And that's the end of that section. And again, it goes back to what we're focusing on. Are we focusing on abundance or lack of abundance? And it goes back to feeling as good as possible regardless of what's going on. Because from a law of attraction point of view, there's nothing as important as feeling the best you can. Because when we feel the best we can, we're going to attract circumstances, people, and experiences that match that. So if you want more money or whatever it is you want, the better you keep yourself feeling, the more you're going to attract that. And actually with my coaching, I teach people lots of fun processes, techniques, and ideas which helps them achieve that. And the next section is called To Reverse a Downward Spiral. Jerry says, When I would see people having financial problems, I used to worry about them. I would watch as they spiral down, 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 until they would finally come crashing down in bankruptcy. But then in a very short time, they would have another new boat, a new luxury car, and another beautiful home. In other words, no one I watched seemed to stay down. But why couldn't they stop the downward spiral somewhere earlier along and start back upward sooner? Why did so many of them have to go all the way to the bottom before they could start back up again? And Abraham answered, The reason for any downward spiral is attention to lack. In their fear that they might lose something, or in their attention to things that they were losing, they were focused upon the lack of what they wanted. And as long as that was their point of attention, only more loss was possible. As they felt guarded or defensive, or as they began to justify or rationalize or blame, they were on the lack side of the equation, and only more lack could be their experience. But once they hit bottom and were no longer in a place of guardedness because there was nothing else to lose, their attention shifted, and so their vibration shifted, and so their point of attraction shifted. 
Hitting what they believe to be the bottom caused them to begin to look up. You could say that it forced them to begin telling a different, better story. Your life experience has caused you to ask for many wonderful things that are making their way into your experience, but your worry or doubt or fear or resentment or blame or jealousy or any number of negative emotions would indicate that the predominant thoughts you were thinking were holding those things away. It would be as if you had drawn them right outside your door, but your door was closed. As you begin to tell a different, better story of the things you could buy with that $100 bill I talked about earlier, as you relax and focus more upon the positive aspects of your life, as you more deliberately choose the better feeling end of the vibrational stick, that door will open and you will be flooded with manifestations of those wanted things and experiences and relationships. And that's the end of that section. And how good does that sound? I think we all want to be flooded with manifestations. Wow. Yes to that. So just remember, whatever it is you want, how are you thinking about it? Are you focusing on the lack or are you focusing in an excited way about how wonderful it would be to have whatever it is you wanted and how wonderful your life would be? Because all that is keeping your vibration in the lack vibration or the abundant vibration. And of course, we always want to do our best to be in the abundant vibration. Thanks again for listening to this Law of Attraction podcast. If you want to have some wonderful Law of Attraction coaching from me, just go to lifecoachdavid.com and you can contact me through there. Stay tuned for the next podcast where we'll continue with money and the Law of Attraction. And as I always say, have a wonderful high vibration day. Mm-hmm.